In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. When I was a young lad, I had been criticized for something that I had done, unjustly, uncriticized. And I remember my mother saying to me, it was an important word, she said, no matter how good a thing it is that you're doing, and no matter how well you're doing it, there will always be people ready to find fault with it. That has turned out to be true. But I was thinking as I was looking at this text for today, the gospel, I was thinking, boy, I wish, I hope Jesus' mother told him that because he was doing good things and he was doing them very well. And yet people were still being very critical of him, just as they had been critical of his forerunner, John the Baptizer. The weird part is they were critical for opposite reasons with John and Jesus. They were critical of John because he was too austere. He was too aloof. He was uh, too, um, you know, hard on them. He had an uncompromising message of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and he didn't care who he uh, ruffled of their feathers. And so he didn't schmooze enough with the people. You know, he had the weird outfit and ate bugs. He'd, he didn't, you know, have lunch with people and stuff. And so they criticized John. Jesus they criticized for exactly the opposite reason. Jesus was, they said, too much a man of the people. Why? He was, you know, making dozens of gallons of wine for the wedding feast at Cana. Last week we heard they criticized him. They said to the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? What's next? Prostitutes? Well, yeah, that was next. But, you know, he talked to women in public. He talked to women of mm, di disreputable you know, kind of character maybe, unquestionable anyway, uh, he, he would have lunch with anybody. He was too much a man of the people. And so Jesus had had enough of this, and he turns to his detractors and he said, you're like a bunch of little children playing in the marketplace. Oh, we played the flute and you didn't dance. We wailed and you didn't mourn. What he's referring to is kids at the marketplace where their parents are shopping, and they're playing grown-up. The flute is part of the men's round dance at weddings, and the wailing is part of professional mourners at funerals. These kids are playing grown, the game of grown-ups, and, and they're saying, well, you're not playing the game right. That's not the way it goes. You should do this. How come you're not doing that? Nah, 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 got you last. Tap, tap, no tap back. Ooh, girl germs vaccinated. And Jesus is like, grow up. Come on. This is, you know, you, you aren't satisfied with anything. It is true. There's some people you just can't please. And then he turned and he said, I am glad that the kingdom has been hidden from those who are wise and clever, and it's instead been given to infants. Jesus was saying, it's not our own knowledge or our own cleverness that does anything in linking us to God. It is the work of God's Spirit, and then we are open to that. That's what's going to do it. And if you remember your days in confirmation class, you probably remember Luther's explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed, where he said, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. It's not what we do. It's the surrender of our wills and allowing the power that we need to take over. The problem is always not knowledge. The problem is lack of power. 
And it reminds me of uh, when I worked at the treatment center. Step one of the 12 steps of AA says, we admitted we were powerless over drugs and alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Jesus is saying, you need to do something about your powerlessness. And that is, get linked to the power source. Jesus used a farm example for this, about being linked or harnessed together with the Lord. There is, by the way, a legend that, and this is not scriptural, but there is a legend that said that one of the things Jesus made as a carpenter is really fine wooden yokes that fit well on oxen or horses and didn't chafe, and it was easy pulling. If that's true, it's kind of a nice segue. Jesus uses that metaphor. He said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now when people hear about yokes and burdens, normally they think, oh, well, that's what Christianity is. Huh? Just one more darn thing you got to do. I'm, now I'm yoked. Now I'm, I'm burdened. You know, we just went through... Fourth of July. We believe in freedom. We don't want to be yoked. We're, you know, we're free to do whatever we want. Forgetting that freedom always implies responsibility. Yes, we don't want to be yoked. But Jesus' point is this. If you are not in harness, if you're not yoked to the Lord God, you're going to be yoked to something else. You cannot not be yoked. The question is, is it going to be something good and helpful and godly and easy or is it going to be something destructive? Because you're, it, you're going to be yoked to something. As a human, you cannot not be. Now, the people at Jesus' time were yoked and burdened by the religious leaders that they had who had turned Judaism into a set of 613 do's and don'ts to explain Ten Commandments. They were burdened and bowed down by this. They couldn't possibly keep it, and they felt... They felt guilty and they felt like they were not worthy of God's love. They were burdened by that. And today people are still burdened and yoked to things if they're not yoked to the Lord. We are burdened by our guilt the same way the children of Israel were. Whatever we've done, maybe it's years ago and it was wrong and we feel terrible about it. And we hear the message in the confession and absolution. We hear the message for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. But we just can't quite believe that that's for us. Maybe it's for other people, but my sins are too big. Well, that's a little grandiose. You're not that important. Your sins are not that big. They are forgiven, and my sins. But maybe, our guilt, maybe we're still yoked to that guilt. Or maybe we're yoked to our dysfunctional family of origin and we've still, we're burdened by all the shaming messages that we got. You're not okay. You're not good. You're not good enough. You, you don't, you're bad. You're dirty. You're worthless. You shouldn't have been born. Wow. The ultimate shaming message. And maybe we can't move on to our family of creation because we're still yoked to our family of origin, our sick family of origin. Or maybe we are yoked to our possessions. We work harder and longer to get more and more stuff that we don't need so that eventually we wind up in an episode of hoarding, buried alive. We're yoked to our stuff. Our possessions begin to possess us. Or maybe we're yoked to our physical condition that, you know, especially as we get older, we feel like we're tied to a post somewhere. We can't get up, move around, do what we want. 
Uh, our, the only thing we do is go to the doctor and go get something for lunch. Well, maybe we're just yoked to our physical condition. Or maybe we're yoked to an addiction. That's certainly a, a, a yoking and being tied down that we cannot not stop doing it and we cannot do the things that we want. Jesus' point here is you're going to be yoked to something. Why not let it be to someone who has your best interest at heart, who is fun and who's going to do most of the pulling for you? We've been working on, uh, in this springtime, been working on wood, cutting trees that are dead and, and cutting them up and splitting them and so forth. And one of the things I noticed is that when I'm doing this by myself, it's really not all that fun. But if I am pulling in harness with some of the guys from the congregation, Bill or Bob or George or maybe sometimes even Sean, when I'm pulling in harness with them, it's not, it, it's not bad at all. It's kind of fun. We work a while. We take a little break. We solve the problems of the world and the church. We go on. We work a little more. It's good. It's, it's not like work. And so Jesus reminds us again, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke, as opposed to the other ones, is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.